Welcome to Ancient Roots Modern Paths, exploring Orisha and Ifa wisdom. This captivating podcast will take you on a transformative journey where ancient wisdom meets modern practice. I am your host, Ianifa Ekundayo Ekuntonisin. I'm a devoted student of the West African Yoruba spiritual tradition. Join me on a journey that blends ancient wisdom with modern practice. We'll delve into the sacred teachings that have guided generations for millennia. We'll uncover insights and practices to guide and shape your life path. Subscribe now and join our secret community as we unlock and apply the profound wisdom of Orisha and Ifa to everyday living. Welcome back to Ancient Roots, Modern Paths. This is Ia Akundayo. I'm very happy to have you here. Today, I want to talk about something that a lot of people are curious about. Uh, And it's a place that I think a lot of people really get tripped up on. And so I want to start up. I might do actually a couple of of videos. I'm, I'm not doing videos. I'm doing audio. I might do a couple of podcasts on this because I think it is a really important place to understand um, before you part with your time, energy, money, heart, soul, all the rest of it. So in the Orisha Ifa tradition, uh, specifically as it is practiced in West Africa by the Yoruba people, uh, there is, and you probably have heard about this, I'm like some of the folks who've reached out to me, Maybe you have, you know, been studying furiously with all things on the internet. Maybe you've been able to get some books and you've been reading and reading and reading. And, you know, maybe you're in conversations or in currently in communities. And, you know, one of the conversations that comes up a lot is initiation. And sometimes there's decent explanations about it and sometimes there's not. <laughs> uh, but what I actually want to start off is the conversation before the conversation about initiation. Because if you're currently in a community, it is important for you to really understand who is going to initiate you. And I won't get into what you should expect because that is something that needs to be discussed by the person that you are with or the community, the Egbe, the community that you are a part of. But I do want to give you some tools, really in the form of some questions that I think are going to be very important for you to ask. And why is that? Well, a few reasons. Initiation is an extraordinary um, process. It is a process that, if done poorly, um, can be troublesome to destructive from the standpoint of it can psychologically just create a lot of havoc for you spiritually you know again spiritually it can create a lot of havoc so to go back to this um, we don't allow three-year-olds to drive uh, sports cars because it's just a, a, a colossal opportunity for um, no th- nothing good to happen the same way is that we should never allow anyone uh, to uh, engage in initiating us. And it's actually not just a singular person, which I'll get into in a second, but we should not have people initiate us if we haven't asked a few questions. And I know this is a very sensitive subject to a lot of people. Um, some folks that I know who've had all kinds of different things go on with them in the under the umbrella of air quotes, initiation. 
Um, and because of that, it's left people with some real challenges, meaning even their belief uh, in the practice in the Sheshe Lagba tradition has been violated. Or if you're Lukumi or Santeria or Kendomble, same thing uh, in terms of some of the challenges that can happen uh, when we are when we participate in an initiation that is that is not proper or correct. So the question, so, so the so the the place that I want to go today is who can initiate me? And uh, I have a few questions. So this may be something you want to jot down or come back and re-listen to at some place uh, in your convenience. So the first thing is. Who can initiate me? So let me just say that no one who reaches out to you on any social media platform can initiate you long distance. That does not happen. It does not happen in this tradition, the Isheshe Lagba tradition. It does not happen. I don't care if the people are from Nigeria, which we have a lot of uh, younger Babalawos, uh, not so much Ianifas. I've not seen this with Ianifas yet, but we have a, a, a lot of young men who may or may not be Babalaos. Um, most likely they're not. If they are sanctioned and if they've been trained and sanctioned to be Babalaos or Ianifas, you don't go soliciting business. <laughs> That's almost taboo. You don't go out and solicit business. You don't, you know, you don't jump into someone's DMs and go, hey, you know, your ancestors were talking to me last night, or I had a dream about you, and and the Orisha said that, that you need to send me $5,000 or $2,000 or $500 so I can initiate you to that Orisha or to your, or anything else. No, 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 no. That does not happen. Please, if you have, if this has happened to you, I'm very sorry, but my hopefully my podcast will help to educate you. Or if you know of a friend who's, you know, trying to figure out whether she or he should send money to some random person far away that they've never met, just say no. And you can share this podcast with them. So I digress. So who can initiate you? Um, the first thing is, is that it's not a singular person who initiates you to an Orisha or to Ifa. It is a community of people who initiate you. And what does that mean? In all of my initiations that have happened in, in the Ogun state in Nigeria, all of my initiations have been with a community of at least um, 30 people, 20 people to 30 people. And so what does that look like? So who can initiate you is um, structurally, as I understand it right now, so I also want to just be very clear, is I'm, I'm always a student, and these are the things that I know now or that I understand today and that I'm sharing with you today. But the point of it is, is to give you an opportunity to be able to ask the right questions and to use your spiritual and intuitive discernment to determine whether the answers are appropriate and accurate. So the first thing is an initiation to an Orisha or to Ifa is a community activity. Some of the people that would be involved are an Aluo, who is like the head, um, an Ojugbona who is the ceremony leader. Um, you will have drummers there. So you have musicians, but you'll have specifically drummers who are gifted and versed in drumming certain rhythms that 
um, that activate the, the proper energies of, of whatever Orisha or Ifa you're being initiated in. Um, if you are being initiated to um, Orisha, that is done, in my experience again, um, that is done by Iyala Orishas. It is a, a community of women who initiate, who perform the initiation process um, for Orisha. Um, and so that's actually very important. I've had, I think, upwards to about 10 women who have been involved in my initiations um, every time. Sometimes because I've gone back, to, I'm in the same community since um, 2013, 2014, I see some of the same women every time I go, which is really beautiful. But the first thing is, is that um, it's a community experience. Your initiation is a community experience. Once you are, once you have gone through the initiation process, which there's multiple days involved, um, there is a community party or celebration, and so you get to have new friends, old friends, if you've been in, involved a long time, who come and party and have an amazing uh, party and dance and and just have a beautiful time celebrating your initiation. So that is initiation to Orisha. Initiation to Ifa is primarily, again, in my experience, has been all male. So all babalawos, various ages, but it's all male, um, all males that do that initiation. Now, I'm sure that there are other initiations that I have not been privy to, that in fact there are, that maybe there's combinations of male and female together, although I don't know that that's the case. Um, but suffice it to say, when someone in the diaspora or someone online says to you they're going to initiate you and it's them alone, that's a no-go. Flat out, stop, hold up, put your money back in your pocket and keep it moving. That's not the way it works. Remember always that this is a tradition of community. And in fact, I, I've had over the years times when I've not been able to be in community, the pandemic, wasn't really being able to be in, you know, physically in a community. And you begin to realize how important community is in this tradition um, to intensify the ashe, to, you know, to check each other in terms of your learning, to practice with each other, to just laugh and celebrate, you know, to trade stories about your experiences. But this is a communal um, communal practice. Um, so, so, okay. So I said, who could initiate you? The first thing is, is that it is a community experience, a community endeavor. And there, as I said, there are, uh, there is always an elder present, always, always in my experience, there's always an elder present. And sometimes that elder can be older than your aluo. In my situation, for many years, there was an Araba who was, um, he was elder to my Aluo. So he was, he always came, he always showed up. It's like having his Ashe present. And sometimes I observed him, you know, um, giving feedback um, in Yoruba or settling disputes if there were disputes that were happening. But, um, but there's always, there's always a senior person, um, an elder, sorry, who's present. Okay. Now let's say you've been part of a community and, uh, you know, you've been having conversations with your Ianifa or Babalao and they're like, you know, you need to be initiated. So here's some questions that will be important for you to ask. Um, and this is under the title, who can initiate me? So some things that I would 
encourage you to jot down and to ask whoever it is that you're having discussions with about initiation. The first is to ask the person, who is your aluo or your elder? So aluo is like your teacher, but it's like an, an aluo is someone who has gone through years and years and years of study. And through each of those years of study, they basically, in a Western term, they've graduated They've been authorized and sanctioned to do certain kinds of activities. When you get to be in a luo, you are extremely proficient across multiple different things because essentially you are observing. And a luo is, is um, watching all of the ceremonies and processes. Sometimes they participate, they do some prayers, they add their ashe. Often they are like the leaders leading the, the community to do certain things, stop doing this. They organize everything, at least Maya Luo, he's organizing things. He's making sure that all the all of the elements are together that are necessary to include bringing together all the people who are needed to, to perform the ceremonies. So the first question you want to ask someone that, that you know, is saying, oh, I can initiate you, is ask them who their Aluo is. Who is your elder? It's important that they have one. The next thing is you can ask, what is your Aluo's background? Like where, you know, so for some people, they might be the, 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 um, the instant coffee Aluo. Maybe there's, you know, maybe someone's just like, oh, yeah, you know, that's my Aluo over there. Well, then you want to find out about their Aluo. You know, are you able to talk to their Aluo? Some people, they say no, just because, you know, there can be a lot of, uh, that means there's a lot of pulls on that person's time. But if there's like a real strict, like you can't do certain things, otherwise, you know, you'll be zapped. That's, that's something that you just want to really kind of reflect on. But you want to understand what is the Aluo's background? Either you hear it from their own mouth or you or whoever you're having discussions with, a babalao yanifa, that you're having discussions with about being initiated, you want to have that you want to understand that. The next piece that you want to ask, the next question you want to ask is, how long have you trained or studied with a person who wants, I mean, sorry, let me rephrase. How long have you trained or studied with your Aluo. So this is you asking the question of the person again who wants to initiate you. How long have you trained with them? Because again, there's a lot of difficulties in like sometimes trying to find, you know, find Aluos, find competent people, find trustworthy people, or, you know, just to be in a good, good, good community that you know, a person may have bounced around a bit. I know I have, not a whole lot, but I, I've not had like 25 years of consistent, you know, being with the same person. The person who, tr who initiated me, I've been with them since 2014, um, but I've had other experiences here in the diaspora of, of communities that I've been part of for a, a little bit of time until it, for varying reasons it was time for me to move forward. Uh, but it's important to understand for the person who wants to initiate you, how long have you studied with that aluo or that, 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 um, that teacher? And then the next, this is a really important question that is so important to ask and to, and to ask and to be very clear about the answer is that you ask the person who wants to initiate you, um, when were you authorized or sanctioned to perform initiations? This is extremely important because in order to be authorized or sanctioned to do something by an elder, that means that you have passed their tests. You have, you have demonstrated the, the depth of your knowledge. Again, 
Just think about if you were sitting for a PhD program, a doctoral program, that you do all this study, right? And then you have, I don't have a PhD, but I've seen this happen. You've done all this study, and then you have to sit before elders, sometimes the people who've who've taught you, but also a community of other people who may not know you well, um, and you have to demonstrate your knowledge to them. And in the Western society, you're you're doing that by answering questions. So it's a similar model or idea in Isheshe. In order for you to be sanctioned to do certain things, you have to demonstrate that you can do those things competently and confidently. So a question that you really want to understand is, when were you authorized or sanctioned to perform initiations? By who? And how did, how did they still support your process? Okay? That's a very important question to find out because there are a lot of people who are not sanctioned or authorized to perform anything other than to butter their bread. And they are running around, mixing traditions, doing, you know, watching something on YouTube and then believing that, um, that they can run out and do initiations. Um, you're, so I'm initiated to a number of Orisha as well as Ifa. I am not authorized or sanctioned to perform initiations at this point, at this point right now today. When someone would want, let's say someone's part of my ile, ile ifa otu orire, and they, you know, through our own processes, through divination, through through consultation with our luo, my luo, it is determined that that person should, should be um, initiated. We travel to Nigeria. That's how we do it right now. In time, that will change because I will continue to develop my skills so that my baba, my aluo, will give me. Uh, will, will have me pass through my tests and then give me permission, authorize me, sanction me to perform initiations. Because essentially, when he sanctions me or authorizes me, he is he is vouching for my character, my training. But at the same time, this is also about him being um, that 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 he has competently trained me. Hopefully, that makes sense, right? So it's. It's not only that I'm authorized, but also that he he um, acknowledges responsibility for anything that I do. I guess that's the best way to put that. So those are really important questions to ask. Um, and please don't shortcut this. Uh, I have been having discussions with a number of different people who... Uh, who some of who... Well, I'll just make it like this. So... Please, please, please use these questions and any others that you may have when it comes to who can initiate you. Um, people who are initiated to Orisha or Ifa are not automatically priests or priestesses. They are not automatically sanctioned to do anything. We, I should say, we are not automatically sanctioned to do anything. Um, we are not automatically out running around being spiritual jujitsu people. That doesn't happen. And so it's very important for you if you're a non-initiate or even if you've had initiations and you have questions about those initiations or you're thinking about the initiation process, please, please, please jot these questions down. <laughs> 
Who is your Aluo elder? You're asking the person that wants to initiate you. What is their background? How long have you trained to study under, the, under your Aluo or elder? When were you authorized or sanctioned to perform initiations? And also the other one is, who sanctioned you to perform initiations? If you get pushback or someone is uncomfortable or they make fun of you or make you feel in any way uncomfortable, or if, you do, if things aren't aligned, then please just stop because you are responsible for your spiritual growth and development. You are. You are accountable for it. And when we get ourselves tangled up with people who may have good intentions, but they're not authorized or sanctioned, they, have no, they do not have the authority to perform di- divinations, it creates a lot of angst um, ang- and anxiety and drama, frankly, for you. Uh, the other part of this is you can get very clear about what's the cost of an initiation. And uh, I will just say to you, it, it, it is not, initiations do cost money, so don't pretend that they don't. Just imagine, you know, if you are going to go to a surgeon, you don't expect them to do your surgery, your brain surgery, or your cardiologist do your, your heart surgery for free. It's not that. That's not accurate. Priests, if if someone is a full-time priest, they make their living. How they support their families is through their priestly duties. Um, When we have initiations, as I said, in Nigeria, it is uh, three to seven or more days. Um, Sometimes there are full communities that come out to participate in the initiation. Each one of those people is also a working priest. So each one of those people is paid by the Oluo to come and do their particular duties or, or perform their duties and responsibilities. And so it's important just to recognize that. What's happening sometimes, especially in the diaspora, is people who may or may not be authorized to perform initiations are charging $10,000, $15,000 for an initiation for one initiation. That's not accurate. That's just, that's just not accurate. Um, if that is the case, then you've got to be very clear about what are you getting, what is happening, and take your dag on time. Please take your time. Um, initiations in, in Nigeria, those that I've been a part of, um, one initiation is, does even come close to that amount of money. So please be, please be mindful in that, in that sense. Um, again, if it feels uncomfortable to you, get other support, ask other questions so that, you know, your spiritual experience is one in which you're comfortable with. There's a lot, there's a, you know, you, you're experience, experiencing an honest and truthful process, honest and truthfulness in whoever you're studying with um, and, and, and whoever you uh, will be getting initiations from. I hope this was helpful and not too um, intense, but I, 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 I believe this is a really important topic to understand. Um, who can initiate me is a very important question for you to ask yourself and then to, to ask whoever you're talking to, whoever is Ile you're in, whoever is Egbe you're part of, community you're part of, uh, when this comes up, be very crystal clear about who. Um, you do not get initiated online. You do not get initiated over the phone. You do not get initiated on Zoom. You do not get initiated uh, except by being, most initiations are in person. I'll say all initiations are in person and they are multiple days long. And um, 
and they require elders and multiple people to be involved in them. So with that, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Please like it, share it, and let a friend know. Um, come come check out ifadestiny.com. Learn a little bit more about our, our community, um, the Ifa House of Good Destiny, otherwise known as Ile Ifa Otu Orire. Um, have a great day, and I can't wait to have you again on the next episode. Thank you for joining us on the Ancient Roots Modern Paths Exploring Orisha and Ifa Wisdom Podcast. To learn more about this tradition, join our community at www.ifadestiny.com. Join us to explore and grow together on this spiritual journey. Please subscribe, like, share, and invite others to hear and participate in our podcast as we spread the wisdom of Orisha and Ifa across the globe.